0: Hey, welcome to Braves Country.
1: Welcome back to Braves Country. Our musical guest today is a member of the Braves Country family already. He was the very first guest on our show, and now he's back with his guitar to play uh, and talk some Braves baseball and maybe play a few songs live for us here in the Braves Radio Network studios. He co wrote Colder Weather, which went to number one for the Zach Brown Band, and The Wind from their number one Billboard album, Uncaged. He's been voted the best local songwriter in Atlanta twice by Creative Loafing. So, Levi Lowry, welcome back to Braves Country. Thank you all for having me.
2: This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896, That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast.
0: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way.
1: Levi Lowry, welcome back to Braves Country. And thank y'all for having me. Oh my glad gosh, to, glad to be here in person.
2: It looks like that you've uh, picked up a a new little um, a new little headpiece. A did. Man.
4: I, I came down here and I knew I was going to be you know here at the battery, so I figured I should spend forty five dollars on a hat. Yes, that's a great plan. <laughs>
2: that's absolutely. That's a, that's, a, that's a sound decision. That's a seventy four yeah, model. Right. Uh, Hank the,
4: Aaron got the seventy four. Uh, as Scott pointed out, when we were in the store, it's a good year to pick that one up. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely.
2: And and we had uh, Kevin Kenny from Driving and Crying in here the other day, and he was wearing the exact same hat, so you got good taste. Well, there you go. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. We're that's
1: contractually it. obligated to mention Kevin Kenny in every show, just I so you know. That. Why didn't he
2: do, <laughs> do, do, do? Well, no, he just comes up because no, he's yeah. so ingrained yeah, in, in Georgia
1: music, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He is, man. In the South, I mean, he's a, one of those cornerstones. You've you played quite a bit with Kevin. You're a fan. I actually have. Yeah, I love Kevin. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever be around. In. Amen. He actually, uh, I
4: played on the Leonard Skinner Give Me Three Days cruise, the very very first cruise that they did. Yeah. So
2: so what it holds up is I don't think I know about that. What is the Leonard Skinner Three Days cruise? So There
4: was a uh, company out here in Atlanta called Sixth Man Mm -hmm. Entertainment, and they put on these music cruises. So they partnered up with um, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, I think, um, several of the cruise ship lines, and they just put on these music festivals on a boat, essentially. And so this particular one was – Leonard Skinner was the first one that they did, and Driving the Crime was playing on it. And that's the first time I, I kind of met Kevin. We met at the casino one night, and it was very brief. Seemed like a really good guy, and I get off the boat. All of us are just hungover <laughs> at a terrible night the night before, <laughs> stayed up way too late, tried to drink as much as we could. On was, a cruise like, ship? No cause way. Because it's, it's, awesome awesome you know? <laughs> it's the last night, you know? This is the last night. You learn your lesson after two, and then you start going to bed early on the last night. I get off the boat, I, I can't even see straight, man. I'm, I can't even walk straight. I'm, and I, I got to get to an airport, which is like two cities away. And turns out, me and Kevin were the only ones flying out of that particular airport. And uh, I'm trying to flag down a cab. All of a sudden, Kevin walks up and just gets to the first cab that that pulls up and tells me to hop in.
2: He's got the Midas touch over there.
4: He does, man. He just kind of walks. Everything just falls into place around him. And uh, <laughs> he motion for me to get in the cab with him and um they took me all the way there and he wouldn't let me pay a penny for it i think it was a it's a substantial cab fare went a pretty long distance but um ever since then he's just always been really nice and says hello and i think that uh probably one of the nicest guys i've met in this
1: business you know i know you co-write with a lot of people not to get into business all of a sudden but i I think i'd love to lock you and kevin kenny in a room sometime and see what happened that would be amazing yeah
2: that would be yeah i'd
1: I'd love to write with him he's a very heady individual
2: yeah it was crazy because we you know he knew he was coming to the ballpark and he actually went to, he and scott went to a, a ball game he wrote a song about baseball like two hours before it just just really? like just, i mean I, I got the lyrics on my desk and i was so blown away by how put together he was like he just wrote it and then was able to perform it like like it's been a song that he'd been performing yeah. his whole life. It's just that kind of talent, and, and you, you described it well. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, Levi.
1: He wrote a song in two hours for the show. How about you, buddy? You got a baseball song? For well, us? no, man,
0: no, no I, 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 didn't,
1: I didn't write. No, I didn't write anything today. And, uh, no, I couldn't write anything today. I was
4: too furious with the traffic.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right, uh, exactly. Because <laughs> that'll throw everybody off. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good enough to throw anybody off traffic. Good lord, it's it's a mess. Yeah. No, but
4: Kevin, I remember. I think I remember the last time that I played with him. He did that. He had a brand new song that he had written the day before, or a couple of days before, and performed it at a Red Clay Theater. Is that a normal
2: thing to be able to do that? Because it doesn't um, seem like a normal thing to me.
4: Not to do it as well as he does it. To actually pull it off and it he he'll make it sound like it's something like you said that he's been f- performing his whole life. Me doing a new song, you can tell that it's a new song. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, I, I I I highly doubt that it, that I'd be able to tell it. You know, maybe you, you know, because yeah, that's sure. what you do, and maybe maybe another artist that that writes and so maybe they would recognize it, but I, I don't yeah. know that, that the average Joe like me or or anybody listening would be like, oh, he just wrote that. You can just tell. Yeah, I just think right. there's that that the kind of talent you possess. I think people are so fascinated by it. That they don't even they don't even lock in on you know the, everything that's going on they're just dialed into what you're saying and 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 how the music comes together and I, I don't think that um, I, I think you're selling yourself way short man I really do well
4: he's Kevin's been doing it for a long time too you know I, I have performed songs that I've written that that day I have done that before at shows and I can tell that I'm not comfortable yeah, right <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what I mean yeah. for sure and I, I guess I just uh, what's the word. Yeah. I project my yeah. my uh, uncomfortability
1: onto the audience okay, yeah, right. yeah. well a lot of guys will sandbag or uh, songwriters will kind of keep them and get a collection going and then try them out on their close personal friends first but guys yeah. like you and Kevin your close personal friends are your audience I mean you got true, folks that come along I mean well not that it's just your friends but I mean true. you're you're connected with your audience so much that uh, you kind of can't wait to play it for them. You, you kind of want to get out there and, and let them hear it. And then the song evolves over time too. For sure. That way if you yeah. play it live a little bit. I know he's one that he always hated it when record labels would tell him, uh, you know, your record's not coming out for three months, so save back these songs and play them when the record's out. And he's like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm playing them right now. I wanted right, this audience right. to start learning these songs. Right, right. And that's a way to approach it, you know, just to start, just lay it right out there. You know, that's the thing Bobby Cox used to do too. If a kid would come up, he was in the lineup right away wasn't he yeah you remember that for sure and for sure. or if, if he bring up the uh, kids from I the minors i was going to say especially the pitchers i mean just throw them right in the fire absolutely
4: yeah yeah, yeah. you know what though? leo leo is the same way i mean yeah and he, leave and leave him in there
2: Right, For and then rock back time. and forth. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and you didn't know if, like, he was like, "See, I know what's happening. and It's supposed to happen this way, and it's going to be fine." Or he's like, "The rest of us going, oh god, oh god, oh god, what's going on? What's <laughs> right, going on?" You don't. Right. You, you never knew because he was always rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, true. But it, the last time that we talked to you, you were—I uh, think you were headed out to Isle of Palms to do some shows out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what What's been up since we talked last?
4: Man, when When did we talk? I'm sorry, it's yeah. been
2: a, a couple months. A couple months ago, yeah,
1: yeah, kind of the beginning of the season.
2: Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, that's true. Yes, man, a lot. Actually, uh, shows are kind of picking back up, and Mm -hmm. we've been playing a good bit. I've been doing a lot with the duo that I spoke with you all about last time with Wyatt Durrett called um, Yesterday's Wine. Mm -hmm. Been doing a lot of those shows. Been doing a lot of Levi shows. Good bit of writing. I've been up to Nashville several times since then. Uh, Just got to play with Leftover Salmon and um, man? just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff's going on.
2: You'd you'd mentioned... That either you had just done or you were about to do, uh, you were going to produce a a track for Mister Three (laughs) Hundred Five. Yeah, so was I. Can't remember if you said you had done it or you were about to do it.
4: So I did some work on it and uh, sent it back, and I have no idea what. (laughs) I have no idea if he's keeping anything that I did. I'll know when the record comes out. I guess you 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 won't know ahead of time. I don't know anything, man. I'm not pressing either. No, no, I don't.
1: I I believe
4: you. No, I'm just saying I'm not pressing him.
2: Oh, oh, got it, to, got uh, it. To find out, you're not going to call
1: Pitbull and demand answers. I'm not, man. <laughs> well, but no, so,
2: no. so, but see, but I find that uh, like that that doesn't seem fair to me, you know. And and That's I know the music business life's topic. not fair. <laughs> right? I guess I don't know it. I mean, you guys have been it, you've lived it. I haven't. I've only seen it from from a distance. But I mean, you know, who reaches out to the and says we want you to do this? Is it Pitbull himself, or is it a producer? Is it a, who is it? Yeah, that, in that in that case, it was. It was him. Yeah. For so, sure. It, so I, I would I, it would <laughs> get the best of me. I wouldn't be able to. I would at least at a minimum reach out and be like, "What would you think? You know, not, <laughs> not not did you not are you gonna you know put it on the record? I, I understand yeah, not yeah. Put, pressing him on that, yeah. but but give me some feedback, man. Is this oh, the greatest he, or the worst? I know that he loved it okay okay i do know that oh so that makes me feel how do how we know yeah. that
4: how do we confirm he, he that? told me he lo- he said it sounded great he loved it okay and then he passed it on to to uh you know someone another guy that he works with and said work this into the tune and so we'll see what happens I that's don't know. so cool yeah <laughs> i just did the best i could and you know all i can do is me yeah and so i did me well that's the on beauty there and, and we'll th- throw it back and he can he can do whatever he wanted. Dude, that's the beauty yeah. of it, though. I think
2: yeah. that, because that's that's a, the the pure, the the pure place that you come from. For sure, is that that you're just you and you don't try to be anything but you. Yeah, and so many people do. Yeah,
4: yeah. Right, right, right. That's and that's why you know that's why I don't want to be a country artist. Right, really. Okay, I just don't. And when I say that, I mean like I don't want to be a Tim McGraw or a Zach Brown, yeah, Zach Brown or, yeah, a, exactly. Luke Bryan or a Luke Combs, even like that's just not appealing to me but you'll no, let all those folks do your songs absolutely and, I, and and I'm and those folks can handle the pressure and those folks can handle the game that needs to be played but it's not necessarily 100% authentic game oh no you know what uh, I mean it's, yeah mm-hmm.
2: you, you well the, the the fact that you have to call it a game right <laughs> is, is should should give you the, yeah. the the insight that there are some things that have to happen that maybe aren't the most genuine for I, sure, mean, for I mean I sure. mean Luke Bryan is a peanut farmer's son. Yeah. And I, and yeah. look, I've spent a lot of time with Luca over the years. He's a terrific man. His mama Leclaire is the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. First time I ever met her, she was sitting on a garbage can, flipped upside down, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette <laughs> next to his bus. And I was, like, i ain't kidding. I swear, <laughs> it was the next real stuff. Right That's there. the real deal. And and it was like nice to meet you, Miss Leclaire. And she's like, it's Mama Claire. And I was like, yes, ma'am, Mama Claire, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and and so I know her, and I know how Luke grew up, and I know what the persona of luke bryan is because there's been those moments backstage when i'm talking to the luke bryan versus luke bryan the the superstar celebrity in in tight jeans and a big old pretty smile right you know and it's a and it's a different guy for sure it's a guy that that i really enjoy hanging out with because he's just a regular dude when he's just backstage and you know when he's got got his kids running around his wife's hanging out i mean that's that's him really Versus that big persona that, and, I, and right. that's what you're talking about, right?
4: Yeah, there's a lot of um, compromise and sacrifice, <laughs> and, and it's just never been something that I've that I've aspired to. And I think I think mainly because when I when I really got started in the business and things really started to pick up for me, it was when Zach signed me to his label, put me on the road with him, and we had a conversation on his bus one day during a show and uh, or right before a show, and he said, "Do you want to be me or do you want to be Daryl Scott?" And for you, for those that don't know Daryl Scott, he's my hero. Uh, songwriting.
2: He's from Georgia, isn't
4: he? No, he, he's not. No, okay, he's, he's from um,
1: Kentucky, I believe. Okay.
4: No, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking it up now. Indiana,
1: possibly Indiana. I think he, he grew up in Kentucky. Well, he's on the road so much. He's kind of from everywhere. Darrell yeah. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And Indiana. You, just, you played Indiana. with him. Uh, yeah. You played a show with him since we last talked to you at the Red Clay. I right? did. Yeah,
4: I got to open for him. Again. How was that? It was wonderful. Wonderful man. He played. He played my whole set with me. Um, played wow. guitar and and I sat in on fiddle with him and uh, great night. Great night. But Zach asked me, you know, would I want to be him or Daryl Scott? And I, you know, without a second thought, I'm Daryl Scott. Because Daryl Scott had all the freedom in the world. He yeah. still does. He goes around and plays when he wants to. Makes a living. He's not a millionaire. Um, or he might be. I don't know. Yeah, but, he's, but regardless. He doesn't have to be. Yeah. he's. But he makes a living doing what he loves, and he has all the freedom in the world. And it's like, you can't. That's winning, man. That's it. Yeah. That's that's as, as successful as you can get, in my opinion. To, to have that kind of life and not have to compromise or sacrifice a thing.
2: And the longevity that goes with it.
4: Absolutely. He's be- still doing it. Because yep. the
2: longevity in country music or rock music or pop music, it is gone yep. in a flash. That's right. You are there and yep. you are gone and forgotten. And it used to not be that way in country music per se. Right. But it's, it's finally in country music where you, yep. you might have a hit record and, and no one will remember you the next day. Right. And... That's a tough spot to be, man. It it seems like a grind and a whole lot of pressure to to live up to whatever that that standard is and never be able to get back there and feel yeah. like you've, you know, failed. Right. Even though right. you even though you've done more than ninety nine percent of the rest of the world will ever do. Exactly. That's exactly. not a good spot, I don't think. I love I love that it answer.
4: It's not, but there are there are folks that can handle it. They seem like they can at least, or at least they put up a a pretty good front. front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't know if anybody can truly handle it because right, it's that is like. I mean, you're getting pressure. Sky, you know, you're getting pressure from every every angle. The, the label's giving you pressure. Your management's giving you pressure. The you know songwriters are giving you pressure. Make sure you, cu- you know, cut a particular artist's song because it, it'll help them, which will ultimately help you, and it's, it's like a bunch of trade-offs, it seems. Well,
1: you know, I, I always bring it down to this, and, and this is kind of what Zach was asking you. Yeah. It's the grocery store test. Do you want to be able to go to the grocery store right. all your right. life, or do you yeah. not care about that? And, <laughs> it, and and I, you know, guys like Kevin, he decided, when he was in the middle of all that stuff, he wanted to be able to go to Go to the grocery store with his kids, right, and and right. and he's you know in Atlanta he gets recognized and stuff, but it's not a mob like it would be if Zach went to the grocery store, you know, and yep. and so uh, I bet you that's what you're kind of saying is that you, you get to
2: keep your normal life while still uh, making music your per, career, pursuing for what sure. you love for sure. Yeah, yep. There was an interesting interview that uh, that I did with Kenny Chesney a long time ago, and it's funny you use the grocery store analogy because he said the same thing. He's like, I can't go to Walmart. That Walmart was his. Yeah. That was his reference point, and look, he's done well, and and you know, probably embraces it all and and loves it and and whatever. I mean, he's an incredibly talented guy, but that was it. Was just funny that that's what he said. He's like, I, I can't, I can't go to Walmart anymore. You know, and yeah. I can't even a I Can't wrap my head around that. Right. Not being able to go right. to, to do the most basic thing, go pick up mundane. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, whatever the task is, you, or the post office. I'm sure you can't go there either. Right. You know, or, right. I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but well, I mean, it it it's not that
1: it's a totally terrible problem to have. But fame comes with some limitations, and you kind of get put in a box, and you yeah. can't get out of it. You can't because if you go it's going to be a three hour meet and greet, not a 20 minute trip to the grocery store for folks listening at home who don't <laughs> know sure. what the hell we're talking about. You yeah. know, it just <laughs> kind of becomes a, a bigger task. And, yeah. and then, you know, you're, uh, you really just want to have some peaceful moments in your life. And I think that's what it comes down to is, uh, is understanding what's important in life and, and, and for you and decide, you know, how you're going to do that. Now, some folks, they can hire somebody to go to the grocery store and they don't care, you know, but yeah. I like going and picking out my own stuff so i never really wanted to get on the stage you like to squeeze
2: the the you know the vegetables make sure they're good right something like that (laughs) 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 that's right but levi
1: you brought your guitar with you didn't you come on now yeah i did did. what do you how do you feel about playing you got anything new that you've been working on lately that you can you can share with us or maybe uh, something
2: from yesterday's wine or maybe something you've written a a couple hours ago i got some new stuff (laughs) i got some newer stuff yeah yeah
1: not to put the not to put the you know the pressure on you there, but uh, and we. I also want to, when we uh, come back from this song, I want to. I, I want to talk to you about. Uh, well, this show is going to actually air uh, during October during the playoffs, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a little time capsule. And I think we're going to talk about how the Braves are doing in the playoffs, right? In a kind of a crystal ball kind yeah. of a way. So when we're going to challenge you two ways. One, we want to hear something new, and then when you come out of that, man, we got to talk about the Braves and how they're doing in these playoff run.
4: Yeah, I think they're doing great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that's a nice guitar. I don't think I've seen that one before. Tell us what you play in there, buddy. So I, this one, her name is Jolene. I
2: love and, it,
4: like Dolly. And me and my buddy Blaine Mullinax, uh built this guitar.
2: You built it? We did. Yeah,
4: Blaine okay. did. Blaine did a lot, of, a lot more work on it than I did.
2: Like I have a hard time making a sandwich. <laughs> you're talking about putting a guitar some together. Fine craftsmanship, right there. It,
4: Thanks, it, man. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a fun build. It was a fun
5: build.
2: I mean, um, it's like it's like we're talking to somebody off of TLC's, like uh, you know, uh, fixer upper or yeah, something. He, you know, they're just building like, things. You're a
1: carpenter and a songwriter. You got you got, you got like a, no, some like, things
2: going on
4: there. I gotta man. say, Blaine Blaine, knocked this stuff out of the park, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's brilliant. Uh, I, he the same guy from he he made Mullinax pickups. Wow. Um, if you've heard of those electric guitar pickups, they're, yeah. they're fantastic. Now he's one of the most sought-after cabinet designers in Atlanta. He's doing really, really well.
2: So he builds um, guitars and now cabinets. Yeah. He can yeah. go on TLC. He's great, man. <laughs> and he's one of the biggest Braves fans I know. God bless him. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was looking at the end when you got it out, the the, the neck of the guitar, and I was looking yeah. at the top, and, and I thought that was like a... a you know, a brand name. It's right. Like it's right. going to be Fender, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Does that say Jolene?" Yeah. And then for you to say it, and then what's no thanks on the uh, yeah. down at the bottom? What's that mean? So there's no frets. Yeah. Past
4: the twelfth fret. So ah. there's nothing down here. Got it. Uh, Blaine asked me when he was building the guitar. I said, "Would you, do you want me to put your name and in inlay on the fingerboard?" And I said, "No thanks." Yeah. <laughs> and so he just kind of did that as a joke. And then just left the frets off. And I told him that's good because there's no money down here.
5: Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's so funny.
1: So what do you want to play for us,
4: Levi? I'm going to do this one for you. This is going to be on the record, the new record, um, which is already, for the most part, finished. Uh, just kind of putting the final touches on it. But I wrote this one for my dad. I lost him uh, last August. Mm. I wanted to write him a song, and I didn't want to make it too sad. So I, I thought, what would Shell Silverstein do? Hmm. And um, we came up with this one.
1: All right. Levi Lowry on Braves Country.
6: The apple looked up to the tree Said, when you're gonna let go of me? You've been hanging on for so long now time for me to fall it's time for me to fall the tree looked down at the apple green it said falling sun ain't all it seems well it's a long way down and that ground is hard let me hold you for a while let me hold you for a while Cause when the strong wind blows and the rain comes down It's me who keeps you safe and sound Let me plant one seed there in your heart You can roll away, but don't roll far Roll away, but don't roll far The apple looked up to the tree so high Said it did not know I could not fly Where am I supposed to go from here? There ain't no place left to fall There ain't no place left to fall The tree looked down at the apple red And told the apple boy just use your head The way to grow up strong and tall Is right there in your heart It's right there in your heart Cause when the strong wind blows and the rain comes down It's me who keeps you safe and sound Let me plant one seed there in your heart You can roll away but don't roll far Roll away but don't roll far Apple looked down at the tree Said I ain't ready yet for you to leave The tree looked up and said can't you see You got branches of your own You got branches of your own When the strong wind blows and the rain comes down It's me who keeps you safe and sound Let me plant one seed there in your heart You can roll away, but don't roll far, roll away, but don't roll far. You can roll away, but don't roll far, roll away, but don't roll far. The apple looked up to the tree and said, when you going to let go of me?
2: Mm. So
1: good
6: thank you, thank
2: you. It is such a, a powerful song, song man Yeah, thank you very much it, like so i lost my dad about two years ago oh wow. and and it, dude, it i i could just i oh, mean that was yeah. that was brilliant and, and and it's one of those things where you're right it's not one of those that is if you're not paying attention you might not notice that it is a really really sad song for sure yeah, yeah right, right. And, and and but if you are it's like I can feel the emotion yeah. in my face, you know. I'm trying to be tough guy right now, but it's one of those things where you 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 recognize it if you're if you're paying attention. Yeah, and that's yeah. the beauty, I think, the beauty of of music in general, country, what well, any kind of music is that the, the there it is. It's there's so many layers, right? You know, it's, right. it's like a, it's like an onion. You just keep peeling back the layers of of a song, and it means something, you know, different to to everybody else. But you know, because you told me that it was about your dad and so i immediately you know because i'm not far removed from that same thing was able to just i mean it hit me right there and then
1: could have been it could have been about his son or
4: anybody's yeah. about their exactly kids. exactly right and, yeah
2: yeah it's so relatable well, that was
4: another that was another thing that i really wanted to do was make it for everybody as well like so it's you know I, it's just as much about my kids as it is my dad you yeah know what i
2: mean mm-hmm. well but and, that's the beauty right is yeah. that Th- full that full cycle, that, that exactly right, yeah. man. Yeah. Full That's exactly well, Levi, right. Levi, talk
1: to us about the process, the song, your songwriting process. How do you, how do you accomplish that, man? With this song, well, in general, I'll get
4: an idea and usually write it down. The majority of songs that I write start out as poems, where I'll just write to a meter, which is like da 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 poetry in elementary school mm-hmm. you know, that that meter that bounce mm-hmm. and i'll write to that and then later a melody will spring up for it or a music will spring up for it um so most of the time that's how i do it as far as the co-writing situation goes which actually i was i couldn't finish i couldn't do this song by myself i tried i just couldn't get anywhere with it because i i couldn't see the forest for the trees if mm-hmm. that makes any sense it yeah, totally it does. Does. you yeah, were in i was yeah. in grief i guess and couldn't so i went to a buddy of mine named dave kennedy and i said this is what i'm trying to do this is what it's about it's the apple on the tree i want the conversation to take place i wanted to say this that you know and he helped me get all my thoughts down in, in proper order and you know he, he basically formed the song wow with me and
2: that's so cool yeah that's yeah it. so
4: the co-writing thing that that takes place and then it, usually it's somebody walks in with an idea and then you just talk about the idea and Eighty percent of the lyrics are going to be in that conversation you're having. You just That's have to make them work. Make them work as a song.
2: Is it easier to write with people that you know and have a relationship with, or someone you've never met before? Because you it, you don't yeah. bring any you don't bring any. Oh, wait, go ahead. No, it, it's much easier. It's much easier with uh, with somebody you know.
4: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and somebody that you mainly because you know how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's no feeling out period. So you can get right down to business. Right. Um, now that being said, I have had very successful, uh, first time co-writes.
2: Yeah. Cause I would imagine because there, there's not that, that expectation already built in or, mm-hmm. or, you know, that, that built in experience. This is how we did it before. So we got to do it again this way. Right. Right. So it seems like you know, there is some
4: freedom in it too, but, yeah. um, but learning how a person works. I mean, that's, that's a, a big thing. Like I've been, re- I've been writing, I was telling Scott earlier with a uh, Corey Smith, Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh my gosh he's so talented he's great and learning his process it it took me the first session it was a full like um almost eight hour day i think Might have been a little more i can't remember but um a little less than eight hour day and it took about that long for me to to understand his his process you know what i mean unfortunately in nashville when you when you go up there and do it you're thrown into a room with somebody you've never met before let alone created with which is creating it with someone is is a pretty intimate thing like it's not a you know, there's, there's a spiritual aspect to it. Like, sure it's very yeah. – you're, you're creating something out of nothing. And uh, when you're up there, it's like, all right, you got two hours before they're going to get bored and want to go get lunch. So you try to get something down, and usually you don't even – I mean, usually you don't get anything worth anything because it's – And it seems like a factory in that right. setting. So I have written with, with people up there where it felt exactly like that. And the way that they treat it in general, the, the business behind it, is, is absolutely a factory you know everybody goes clocks in and writes their cheating song mm-hmm. or well not this it used to be cheating <laughs> songs now it's it. now it's a truck
1: d- or beer you got to say truck or beer in the, truck the first song dirt road yeah dirt road yeah dirt road, dirt songs. road right. yeah
2: which i like all that oh yeah 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 i'm chilling on a dirt road <laughs> yeah <laughs> laid back <laughs> swarming like a george <laughs> <John>. Yeah. <laughs> no i get it now it, it's just it, it 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 does seem like it could lose some of the the authenticity and i'm sure it does but but then the, the other side of me says okay well you know, that's not ideal, but there's plenty of songs that, that have been done that way that I yeah. sing and hum to every day of my life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So there's – I guess I guess it feels like there needs to be some sort of balance in there somehow or other. But yeah, whether and, I think it,
4: and I think there is. Like, I, you know, there's plenty of other – one of the good things right now that's happening in Nashville in general is that your songwriters are having to find out how to supplement – they're having to supplement their income.
2: Because there's so many?
4: Well, not necessarily. Mainly because nobody's buying CDs. Oh yeah, nobody's well, that's buying a a records. So, yeah, yeah. So an album cut isn't doesn't mean anything. Yeah, anymore. it doesn't do anything for really. you. Really, you're not getting paid off of that because streaming doesn't pay anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of these songwriters have had to start go out, had to start going out and playing shows mm-hmm. and touring around a little bit and doing these little songwriter in the rounds and stuff like that. And so, which I think is great. Yeah. You know.
2: So there's actually a so benefit to it then.
4: I yeah, I, I think it's great for music in general. Because you're getting you're getting these guys out of their comfort zone, onto stages with other players, experiencing life, which in turn gives them more inspiration and more songs to write. You know, it's, that's terrific. Um, no, I think it's a good thing.
2: But it's, I love that though, because I, you know I've not heard anybody say anything good about the current climate of the, the music industry. It's always negative. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying there's no negative too. There's clearly a lot of negatives. But right. you're the first person that's brought anything positive from that negative, if you will.
4: <laughs> well, it's good. I've considered a good thing. The one, of the, one of the things that you notice right off the bat about some of these younger artists is I can point to the ones and tell you that guy's never played at a VFW. Mm-hmm. That guy's never played at Cowboys. It, it's just they haven't paid their dues. They mm-hmm. haven't come up through it. They haven't. They're not lifers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Zach Brown is a lifer.
2: At Dixie Tavern and all those places, right? Just
4: forever. You know. Um, Luke Combs, same thing. He's got. He's been doing it forever. Um,
2: and would still be doing it if, it, if they weren't absolutely. who they are. Yeah,
4: they would, for sure. They would. And I think that that kind of experience is what is lacking. Agreed. Uh, so what you're hearing now in, in mainstream country music is the product of these publishing companies hiring track guys, is what they call them, where they sit at their computer, build a track, and then you write to that track, which mm-hmm. is, is basically a hip-hop method. They're stealing directly from hip-hop. And um, you're not getting any of that bar band experience and learning your instrument, and becoming a master of your craft, and then crafting songs with all of that behind it. You're really getting this sterile, using this the sterile sounding, using the same beat for every song, same software for every writer. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. that's why that's why everything sounds the same. There's a reason. It's because they're all doing it the same. Right. Whereas out on the road, everybody's going to have your own unique personal experience, and you're going to get. Just the influences that you're missing out on by not touring and by not playing out. It's if you think about the guys that, that have been creative and put out the most innovative music in the last 20 years, I guarantee you every single one of them started out in a bar somewhere.
2: Like all the all the guys that we've just talked about. I mean, yeah. all the artists that we that we brought up, they all right. started that that same way. Yeah. Yeah. And and unfortunately, like somebody that started in the last couple of years like you're saying yeah. not so much they don't have that they don't have that road warrior mentality they don't have that that experience yeah. so it's it's not all of a sudden it's not basing off of what you grew up with and what you've been through and what you're going through now it is just hey this is you know i watched american idol and i'm going to do it just like they do it on american idol exactly
4: it's based on those dog whistle phrases that uh that you see on tiktok or uh, youtube or uh, social media in general like you never have to leave your house to become famous at this point
2: yeah that's the truth and th- there's so no true.
4: experience behind it and and you're only becoming famous because you're copying something that you saw somebody else do. Yeah. So it's just very derivative. Ter- thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. yeah I
1: co-write on that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> that's And right, I love it. But yeah. it is it's so like they're just copying it and copying it and right. then it becomes just it has no soul anymore and I love that Corey Smith is your neighbor and that's how you kind of hooked oh, up with him cool. to write is yeah, that he's, yeah. he lives near you So, and I think the best songs kind of come from the front porch or, yeah. or the farm or your like you said your local bar I mean sure. uh, where did you guys meet up to write? I, I know you didn't go up yeah. to Nashville to get together. I just together. went to
4: his house man he's about 15 minutes down the road from me and Corey was never much of a co-writer I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this he was never much of a co-writer he always did it on his own and started taking an interest in it uh, several months back I, was, I guess about half a year back, and realized that we live, you know, that I live right down the road from him. And so we, we had texted back and forth a few times over the years, and I would just tell him, love to write a song with you at some point, you know. He said, yeah, that'd be great, but he never would get back to me. I didn't realize that he was, you know, he was either, he's on the road all the time, too.
1: Yeah.
4: But um, I didn't realize that he wasn't a co-writer, and I was he just never told me. I don't think he wanted, he didn't want to hurt my feelings, I think. Oh, you know wow. I mean? Yeah. And um, anyway, we ended up getting together, and we've been writing a lot actually i think i've been over there about uh man it seems like it's been like once a week for the last couple months
2: that's so awesome yeah yeah so good i remember we were at 101.5 i'd not been there too terribly i've been there 15 years now but um there was a song that you did and it was maybe 2011 and it talked about basically being where you break down and living uh, living in the back seat of the car yeah yeah. That song was so. I thought that was the most brilliant song. Oh, Thank you. I just, I, I absolutely loved it, and, um, and, and so, do you? Do you still do those songs in concert? Some, some of the stuff that you did.
4: I, I play that one every. Do you? Okay. Every, what's every what's every that night? song yeah. called? Yeah. What it's, is that? It's song? called "Wherever We Break Down." Great, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. What,
1: what do you think? I play it. Yeah.
4: You would? Oh my oh gosh! Man, it's that'd be so great. good.
1: That'd be really cool.
2: I remember seeing you do this. Um, I believe it was a New Year's Eve show. Uh, at uh, then called Phillips Arena now State oh, Farm yeah. Arena yeah uh, it was you the Wood Brothers um, oh, there's a, there a ton of people there was a ton of us yeah, yeah it was the, all the southern ground artists yeah and, yeah. and yeah. so I'd heard the song a couple times before and then when you played it again I remember Elbow and my wife and I'm like listen to the lyrics of the song oh, because brilliant. I'm a lyric guy to begin with yeah yeah. I've always listened to lyrics, and I think typically that's more of a kind of a, a female way of listening to music. Because the, the ladies, the guys always pick up on the guitar riff, you <laughs> know, whatever. Or
1: you know the chorus. Oh, you know, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but, but if, you, for, if you
2: know the verses, that means that's a real music fan. For for whatever reason, that's me. I love 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 listening to the lyrics and figuring out what it, where's it coming from, what's it about what's it mean to me? What what could it mean to anybody else? Yeah. Like I, I break down songs. So I think I bore my family. I was like, did you hear this song? (laughs) I will say, we'll be sitting at dinner and I'll, and I'll bring it up, you know, and, and go through all these different, and my wife and kid are looking at me like I got four heads and they're like, yeah, it's
4: great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's, what's for dinner? (laughs) I'm the I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way.
2: So that song, I just thought it was, I always thought it was just amazing.
4: Thank you very much. Brilliant song. I was, uh, Living in this little house in Harbins, Georgia. We were renting it. My wife was pregnant with our second child. We we got evicted from this house and I had no idea what we were gonna do, where we were gonna go. And my only contribution that I could make at the time was writing a song, you know which didn't help us out of the situation but it's therapeutic as it? a song
2: yeah this episode of Brave's Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21 Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area and Atlanta's Beach beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast.
6: been living here for nearly one whole year and I have grown weary of barely making our ends meet trying to stand up on our feet and get off our knees but it never felt like home Tell me why I fought so long for this poor man's castle I guess we could borrow a little more I could sell off some guitars or we can lose this hassle Cause I, I don't need a roof above my head you yeah, hot sleep in the dirt if you hold my hand Wherever we break down we'll make our stand Dance and hit the road Maybe northbound for Montana South down to Savannah on the coast Cause either way the skies are clear We could disappear without a trace bills to pay and no more games to play and no more array. Girl, stand. Understand
2: It, it's just so descriptive, you know, and, and it's like love conquers all. Yeah, that yeah. that kind of feel. No matter no matter what we're going through, we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna figure it out for sure. Love man,
1: it, man. You know what I love about that one and all your songs is again, it's specific to your experience, but it's wide open for everybody. I mean, not just in relationships, but wouldn't it be nice if right now in our world, if love were the law, of the right. Land? right. I mean, and I yeah. think everybody can relate to needing that, man. For sure, man. You really did a great job on that. Yeah, one, it's a, it's, I got chills over it's, here. But it's, thank you. Such
2: thank you. a terrific. I remember. That, I'm not kidding, man. And the first <laughs> time I heard it, I was like, "Good lord, <laughs> what did I just hear?" Has anybody
1: I mean? else cut that, or you put it on a record?
4: No, nobody's ever cut it, man. I I've, I've pitched it, you know, or, or uh, people have pitched it for me, but um, nobody's ever cut it. Well, we know there's some folks out there listening. I need to. I always thought it was one that that might do well. You know, I know it's it's a little longer, which I could see being an issue, but I thought for sure somebody at least put it on a record. You know.
2: Yeah, it's it's. But,
1: I don't know. No who knows anymore. You know what I don't like that whole thing about the songs too long. In my yeah, in my cares? world it's like a good 5 7 minute song is okay with me and and also that's the the radio guys job to come up with an edit. You know? I mean, you yeah, just record right. the song and if they want to drop the bridge or fade it out or something that's their that's their problem. Well, it's it's strange that we're going by uh,
4: the restrictions of a medium that went <laughs> like we don't even use anymore right right you know that single was you could only put about three minutes on it right on a, on a wax single so that's, that's the reason the, it was that that's length. why we have the length yeah rule, i
2: don't think many people know? know that though yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a, some good insight that most people have no idea right. about yeah. right. Th- that's the reason songs were a particular length is is like you was describing it's that's all you could fit on there yeah the medium yeah. was the limitation yeah. yeah no doubt about it you know it's 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 i think i think we run into that a lot but d- the the thing is working in radio i know we do but the yeah, the the thing that you I want fade to fade her out are you? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, No, I I try. I would never like. I always always. Well, well it's I, not I your like fault. Now we can no, blame it
1: on TikTok because I think it's down to 45 yeah, seconds. Not even. What are you talking about? It's
2: like 15 seconds or 20. Yeah, I
1: mean, attention spans are That's down. True. But true.
2: but going back to our earlier conversation, and I don't want to keep you here forever. But it's such a pleasure to sit and talk with you. I could talk your ear off because I have so many observations about what you do yeah, yeah. But, n- but someone who moved to nashville two years ago they couldn't write that song they didn't have that experience they're, look back to what we you were know, talking about earlier yeah it's talking about somebody just fresh like yeah man at, they're just like because they don't have that life experience but, to, but i'll
4: tell you this man they have theirs they, they ha- do they yeah. have their life experience and what what i would not be bothered by a naive perspective if it was written correctly written from a written good place poignant, poignantly you yeah. know what I mean like, yeah from, a good, from um, a good place because the, the world needs and I'll I've, I've tell this to people all the time when I do these little songwriter workshops the world doesn't need another fill in the artist mm-hmm. the world needs you you know it, and it needs your perspective as only you can tell it um, that's a piece of advice that was given to me years ago the first time I went to Nashville mm-hmm. um, by a good friend who's still a good friend I all I can do is be me and all I can do is tell my story um, I don't want to be anybody else or Try to be like anybody else, mm. and somebody brand new going to Nashville. They might not have the struggles that I had, you know, growing up,
2: or, or um.
4: They probably had something else. Everybody had something else, and they can write about that uniquely as themselves, and and it can still be great.
2: Yeah, man. I feel like I need to rescind what I just said. That's so like so no, such a right. great it's way to put it. I, because I guess what I was thinking more of. Is that they, you know, somebody that's just moved to Nashville, they don't have that life experience, as, a, as I said, but but right. also the, you know, because they've been taught to write to a track, they didn't, yeah. they didn't, I don't know, it just seems like a bad combination of inexperience right. and then, then here's how you do it. Exactly. Here's the exactly. method, you know, and it just seems like a like a bad combo. So th- yeah. when they go and do that, they're never going to get what you just did. Absolutely. They'll, they won't get to that deeper part of themselves. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. which is sad because I, I do believe that you know that everybody has something that, that makes them that makes them unique it makes them cool makes them special um, whatever that is you know I mean it's, I was talking it to
4: somebody on the elevator on the way up here and he said um, he said oh man that's cool that you're playing everything I can't I can't play anything I don't do anything nearly that cool I'm down here on the third floor I was like man we well, all do something yeah. I, I can't do anything else this is all I know yeah you know what I mean it's, it, yeah. yeah. it, yeah, it, it, it it takes everybody yeah takes all of it it does it takes all of us and 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 why not. Why not be unique? Wouldn't that be a lot more interesting to live in a world like that? Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's funny, man, because I remember telling my and I've told this story before here on um, probably on this show, then I remember telling my high school guidance counselor that I was like, I love music. Um I, I don't have I can't play. I didn't have the attention span to play guitar or any or learn drums. I always adored it. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. have that focus, that that dedicated time spent doing that to learn it. And I, I remember telling her, I was like, so I think I want to work in radio so I can at least be around it. That's awesome. And I can appreciate it. Yeah. And she's like, nah, you can't do that. It's like being a movie star. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to tell me I can do anything. Yeah, what happened? Right, right. And, uh, and then so I tried to get her to help me get a job at the little local radio station up in Dalton, Georgia, where I'm from. And she's like, Yeah, nah, you probably need to figure something else out. And she helped another uh, buddy yeah. of mine. Who was great with cars? At, at like 16 years old, he could take a car apart and put it back together. His name is Shane Clover, and he owns his own like motor, yeah. you know, uh, mechanic shop in Dalton, Georgia now. Nice. to this day and I always thought that after I got out of the Navy and went back home and got a job at that very radio station that she asked that she told me I probably couldn't work at I was like this is not anything like being a movie star right what are you talking about <laughs> it's the furthest thing away from being a movie star that could possibly be imagined <laughs> and uh but it's just it's just so funny you know you have all these things that you you know you, you want to do and want to accomplish and and you know there's always somebody there to tell you no no yeah it, her limited perspective change, yeah. changed your life forever. It, it totally Right. Did but yeah. you know what? Maybe that's the reason that I ended up where I am because right. I was like, you know what? I, I I I didn't hear you. No, I mean I heard you. Yeah, but I didn't hear you. Absolutely. And and it took me a, a different path to get to where I was going, but I was still going in that same direction. Yeah. So and, and I think a lot of artists are probably like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so.
1: I mean, they all yeah they all kind of are chasing their dream and they made it and they they found their 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 niche in life and uh but I think. They all kind of want to I still go back to they all want to be ball players really. <laughs> you know, yeah, most so, of the time. And so you know, it's just like how can I <laughs> yeah. get under the lights and uh, and perform nightly and uh, There's something when,
2: about being loved. Yeah, it oh might yeah, be about man.
1: that. Oh yeah.
2: And being adored but, and and everybody. Sharing, but
1: sharing it. love too, you know, and and doing something that people can appreciate and that and warms people's hearts, you know, is I think about a big part of it. What about you, Levi? There's no doubt to to me that we all
4: at some point are doing this because have narcissistic tendencies.
2: There's no doubt. <laughs>
4: I mean, we have to. Like there's, you the, gotta, there's a bit of ego in everything. Right, absolutely, there is. And so I, I let that guide me for you know the majority of the beginning of my career. And I think you know on the other side of it, you're kind of looking back and trying to do it with a purpose now, as opposed to doing it just to see how many people I can get in, in one building. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know right. I mean? right,
2: and make the most money you can. <laughs> right. But but that I think that comes along with the maturation process, growing up for sure. And yeah. Because. Yeah. I, I would have, in a million years, I would have never thought I would get emotional at things nowadays. I mean, like, my wife and I, we can listen to a song. We can watch a TV show or a movie. And I'm the one that's like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, I'm not that. Uh, Onions. Yeah, exactly. Or if I see my son doing something, yeah. uh, see my wife, whatever it is. And, I, and those heartstrings tug really hard at me nowadays where they never really did that before but but i think it's because i appreciate what people have been through yeah and i appreciate what you know that i'm seeing my son do something that maybe he's never done before or might never do again you know and i and i think there's there's something about being in that moment that that's terrific hey speaking of levi uh your boys are playing football they are. I know. I'm tell, sorry. Tell
4: us. Tell I us pa- about. I apologize. No, it's no, no it's, it's, it's great, great that
1: they're they're finding That's their so finding cool. their muse
4: and yeah. Tell us all about how they're doing and what what are their names first of all and how are they doing? They're doing in great. My my oldest is a senior in high school. He's on the varsity team. His name is Boston. My youngest is in seventh grade and he is his name is Rosington. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and uh, they're both playing at BCA, Bethlehem Christian Academy. Um, Rosington is on the seventh and eighth grade team. Uh, he is on the line. He, last year he played Iron Man. He played both ways. This Attaboy. year, this year he's mainly uh, defensive end. And Boston is defensive end and on special teams as well. And they're doing good. They're, they're actually having the best year their team has. The program has ever had. That's awesome. They're, they're two and zero. And uh, one's a senior, right? Yep. And the yep. other, the he's other in seventh grade. Wow.
2: And but so. big Georgia fans, I assume.
4: Very, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm making well, sure. Yeah, Jeez. we start the
2: recruiting yeah. process yeah, right, now. That right. way yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know where. are yeah. Georgia. We know where, you know, when they <laughs> get when a bunch of stars beside their name, you know, right. we, we know right. they get where they're going to head to school. Yeah, Just,
1: they, they are Georgia fans for sure. And um, how proud are you when you go out there and
4: you watch them play ball? Man, it's fun to watch. It yeah. is a lot of fun to watch. I was telling you earlier, Scott, when we were walking, that I think that watching both of them find passion for anything at this point is just amazing and how passionate they are about the game and their brothers that they're playing with and, I mean, their team that's become their brothers, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's – I get emotional. Oh, yeah. You know? so I, sure. After after the game, listen to the coaches and watching yeah. all the boys gather around each other. And, ready to run through a wall. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's amazing. I'm just so glad that they're into it and it's instilling a lot of really good values in them. Yeah, it is. So I'm mainly – like it's exciting for me to watch and the games are fun, but – I'm not as emotionally invested in the win loss record as I am in the growth. Yeah, the growth of my children, for sure. No,
2: it's, and it's funny the thing about football, because I I love football. Baseball has probably always been my favorite sport, but baseball is a team sport that's made up of a bunch of individual moments. Right. Football, it is really a lean on your brother, and you can't one piece of the puzzle that isn't there, and everything falls apart. Baseball is not that way and that's why football is such a a, a sport with so much camaraderie because yeah. you have to be there for each other yep. or it doesn't work. That's and, the truth. And and so to see that and to see kids grow into that and and really lock arms and they know that they're going to battle together. Yep. And may and it seems like I'm overemphasizing it but I'm really not. They no, really do feel that way after after you've been through summer workouts and yep. and do yep. you feel like you're going to battle with your brother? They really do, It's
4: remarkable. They really do. Yeah, and I don't think the human brain can tell the difference. Yeah. I think to them it is absolutely it's battle. You know what I mean?
2: You don't want to let your partner down. You don't want to let your your teammate down. You don't want to let your friend down. It's it's, it's a great, great thing. So the fact that they're playing football is awesome. Well,
1: just team sports for kids across the board I think is really important because whether you go on and play high school varsity or go to college or pros or any of that, you're – Learning how to work with a team, and it's going to benefit them in life, isn't it, Levi? I mean, don't you think that's oh, part of it? It's a huge part of it. You know, I'm, I'm not very good at working with
4: a team because I didn't really play sports. <laughs> I, was no. playing, I was playing music. I can work with a band
2: somewhat. Yeah, right. Well, it's a team, yeah. though. You know, it is look, a team. And, and, and let me tell you, if somebody is. doesn't hold their end of the, the deal in that situation, it seems like it'd probably go pretty bad, too. Yeah, you just fire them. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a good point. Yeah, if y'all to get on around. out of here.
1: You have been to Nashville. <laughs> that's
2: right. <laughs> hey, Levi, while
1: we're talking about sports, though, uh, and this is the Braves Country Podcast, we're talking to Levi Lowry, and all your fans know, what a huge Braves fan you are and yeah, I know you man. want to come up here to the studio and talk to us about the Braves for a yeah, second go, oh, please. so please yeah. uh, tell us first of all uh, what did you think about the Braves and their big uh, surge to first place and how are you feeling about these playoffs we're in I now? was we were, <laughs> we were walking around in the
4: uh, the clubhouse <laughs> we were walking around the clubhouse and I I told Scott remember that time we lost to Cooney and got better
2: yeah right. <laughs> like what happened how, how can you lose a generational player like oh,
4: that oh my gosh man um I, the 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 moves at the trade deadline were just so inspirational, and and it proved to me that there are people that are way smarter than I am at speculating on players. The stats of those guys that we brought over just shot through the roof. Like people are smart, yeah, and know when a player's yeah, about folks to get fired. Like it is, yeah,
2: do it for a living, even. Yeah, and folks it, who do it, this for a living. <laughs> it made,
4: it's kind of made me shut my mouth a little bit more. And like, okay, there's people that uh that are better at this than me.
2: And and it's funny because Alex Anthopoulos, though, when, when those moves were made, I don't know that anybody was like, Oh man, I can't believe we got this guy. This is incredible. Right. And right. then now looking back, you're like, Man, I was really underwhelmed, but I shouldn't have been. It was crazy. I should crazy. have been celebrating. I should have listened to what Alex Anthopoulos said because he had it yeah. figured it out the whole time. Yep. Dude, yep. Solaire, I saw a great t shirt that says Solaire Power instead of solar power. So brilliant. And people come up with the most clever you know yeah. the most clever T-shirts, and you see them all over social media. Typically, is where I see them. Yeah, you know, and I'm always like, man, that's the T-shirt I want to buy.
4: They mentioned that in the, uh, I think they mentioned that in the Yankees during the Yankees game, mm-hmm. second Yankees game. Uh, they said that it on air. No, so the air su- power. Oh game. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: when he hit that home run, catching on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Now,
1: Levi, what uh, two teams are you predicting will be in the World Series this year? No pressure. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go ahead and say I got to say Braves, of course, Braves, and and I purely.
4: This is a very um, selfish wish. Okay. Okay. But after watching those two games, which I know the, I know the Phillies game that went to over to, uh, to extra innings, it was like fourteen innings or something mm-hmm. like that. I know that was an incredible game. I get it. For my money, the best game I've watched all season was that second Yankees game.
2: Oh, man. I know so we lost.
4: Good. I know we lost, but oh, my God. The buzz in the building. It felt like I was watching a World Series it game. It did.
2: So you want to see to see. I want to see, see
4: that. I want to yeah. see that again. Big 90s yeah. throwback feel to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, but we'll get them this yep. time.
2: Yep. Well, that's what we keep saying. <laughs> yep. I'm hoping that at some point we will.
1: Well, the thing is, in that last game with the Yankees in the regular season, the Braves had to play. Now, i got to tell the story, first of all. When I was walking <laughs> yeah. out of that game, I saw the legendary Chip Carey walking out. Man. At the same time I said man Austin Riley should have Stayed on first And he goes He goes yeah And you know what else Freddie Freeman was safe yep. Yeah he was <laughs> And I said The Braves can't play The Yankees and the umpires <laughs> And he said You got that right And boy I was just wow. On cloud nine after that I was like man I just did a little segment With, yeah, uh, with right. Chip Carey So great But you know what The The, the point there is You can't play the Yankees and the umpires, and MLB is going to have to. You know, it's going to have to be fair if we're going to keep this uh, this whole instant replay thing going. I think if you don't have the proper cameras, then you should not be using the the replay system.
4: I'm Uh, with you. If you can't get that, if you can't get every single angle, then what are you doing?
2: If it's going to stay wrong anyway, just leave it wrong and don't even waste everybody's time in the in the buildup and going through it. And we
4: we wouldn't be as
1: mad. That's right. That's a good point. I think home plate cam is coming. Yeah, like three. It has to be 360. But then that My might, opinion. yeah, that might be all right. I don't know why. Why do we have to think of this? Stuff?
2: I, you would have thought they would have come. <laughs> major League Baseball is a bazillion dollar, and I don't even know if that's a number. A bazillion dollar industry, and they can't get a simple replay correct.
4: Yeah, and it's only because they didn't have the angle. Yes, it's, but had they had the right angle, they would have called him safe.
2: How did we have it on Valley Sports South looking at it on the TV, and we had the right angle? Yeah. but you're telling me New York, the headquarters of Major League Baseball, they right. didn't have the right angle. Well, they had
1: they had the right angle, but you notice the umpires and the Yankees are both wearing black.
2: Ah, I see, I see no, where you're going with okay, that. Okay, all right. I feel like there's a conspiracy theory I'm thinking, yep. brewing here. But, I'm um, on to it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to see the Braves playing strong. And um, you know that that you you said it right. You summarized it very good. That game did feel like a World Series. And look, if you got a you know essentially mid to you know late. Season game that feels like the World Series, then Man. then there's the ability for the World Series to, uh, to to happen and and for us to you know feel that same absolutely that fire like I mean, we did I mean, in I'm the I'm '90s. Getting, I know I'm getting chills it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand like, up. It was so good.
4: Yeah, and I, and, and either team could have won that game. Yeah, any team like it was up for anybody. It was so so much fun to watch.
2: And then bases are loaded, you're oh. down a run. Freddie puts a charge into Dude. the baseball on a, a change up. Yeah. Hit that to the warning track. That's right. And you're yeah. and and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's it's happening. It's yeah, happening." Yeah. And then he catches it and you're like, "No!" <laughs> But what a game!
1: I hadn't felt that energy since hinsky's homer. Yeah, back at wow, Turner Field. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, yeah. you could feel it. It was palpable.
2: Is that yeah, the same. that's a big. That's a five dollar word. You I like that
1: not, one. I you like that one? <laughs> I try not to use those. Write that one down. Yeah, that sure word's, got,
4: that word's <laughs> got three pluses in it. Yeah, I told <laughs> you I was <laughs> talking.
1: I told you I was talking to Chip Carey.
4: I
2: Feel like a Scrabble game's about to break out <laughs> here in the uh, in the in the studio.
4: <laughs> yeah, I tell you. So I'm hoping that. The giant, I'm hoping for the Giants. Oh, oh. so Braves-Giants. Okay. Well,
2: in the NLCS. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, on to You're the one series. of these
1: guys who believes the NLCS, like I believe this too. The NLCS, it's, the it's always the most exciting. Yeah. It's the biggest series yeah. to me. Uh, the World Series is a bonus. Right. All right. It's an all-star game too. It
2: yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> no, that, well, that does kind of feel that way. It's interleague
4: play. Yeah, I, I would rather the Giants than the Dodgers. That's, that's what my hope is. Okay. So uh, the Dodgers just scare me a little too much.
2: Yeah, they're, they're good, man. They're pretty good. Although the the Giants are out of nowhere good. Yeah. Like, nobody expected the Giants to be right. good. It was right. going to be the, the Padres and the Dodgers. Yep. And then the Giants just out of nowhere yeah. have been incredible this year. And, like, I love that story. I want to sure. beat them. For sure. I, I want them to lose to the Braves. However, Tonight. Uh, tonight yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, Dodgers, it, all comes,
1: it all comes down to Buster Posey, Georgia boy right there. You know, he, he's the heart of that team. No he? doubt. He yeah, is for sure. He's, yeah.
2: he's very
4: much – you kind of get the same feeling as a – he's the Yadier the Molina of, of San Francisco.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. That's a For great sure. comparison, too. Yeah. It's, it's hard. He it, is that team. He is the yeah. heartbeat. Yeah. He is He's the Freddie Freeman, right. but Buster is that. And the fact that he's from little bitty, tiny Leesburg, Georgia right. is right. so cool. It is. And mm-hmm. then you think about it, that's where Luke Bryan's from, Leesburg, Georgia. And then uh, Philip Phillips is from Leesburg, Georgia. And I remember when the All-Star game – Was, and this is a little bit down on the map. Yeah. And the All-Star game was in kansas city and posey was the catcher for the team luke bryan did the national anthem and uh philip phillips did the uh did god bless america and they're all from that little oh, tiny dot yeah it was all i was just like wait a minute yeah it's like a reunion to leesburg high school was that planned did no you? i don't think so it just kind of worked out that way wow have you noticed that that alex Antopoulos seems to be able to pick the the guy that's going to have it because think about Josh I donaldson i know man remember and he was I'm like supposed- he blew up yeah and then, and then it, we were like, we couldn't believe he let him go. And then, sure enough, the next year, nothing. He's he's done nothing with the twins. Right,
4: exactly. And exactly. then Charlie
2: Morton's doing the same exact thing. Yep, it's mind-boggling. That guy
4: is—he's just got that eye for it. I mean that. I, that can't
1: be a statistics thing. It has to be more of a feel.
4: It's got to
2: it gotta be gut. some gut in there.
1: Yeah, it has to be.
2: Yeah, I think you're think.
1: right. Hey, Levi, uh, back to music. Uh, tell us what's going on with your yesterday's wine project. I really like that group that you got going on Yeah, here. man. Who's, a, a, who's all in the band, first of all? So it's just me and Wyatt.
4: Okay. Me and Wyatt Durrett. And we're just... Man, we're just traveling around playing shows uh, We're as, as much as they'll let us <laughs> before they start demanding that our audience has to show papers, because when that happens, I'm done for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, we're, yeah, we're just playing around and recording songs here and there, and I don't know, there's not much, there's not a whole lot to...
2: Well, so where, do, where do y'all record? Yeah.
4: We've done, the the record that we did was uh, in Nashville. We worked with three different producers. We worked with Christian Bush with Sugarland. Yeah, he's, he's so Boy. awesome. So we worked with him here at his studio in Decatur, and then we did... We worked with Daryl Scott. He uh-huh. produced three songs in Nashville. And then we wor- worked with a guy named Chris Galbuta who did the other two songs up in Nashville.
1: So it was kind of a group effort. So there's so, songs you're writing specifically for the yesterday, the Yesterday's Wine Project. or, or Do you bring your own stuff
4: in, or how does that it work? It kind of started as a we would write these songs, pitch them, nobody would cut them. And so we just said, screw it, we'll cut them ourselves. We believe in them. You know, Mm -hmm. we believe in the songs and want them to be heard, and that's how it started. So that's how we got our original material for the first EP was just all of our favorite songs that we were told no on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very
2: much. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so that's so interesting going back to the to the streaming mm-hmm. do you find that people are discovering songs like that more because of streaming because they don't yes. they don't rely on just what they hear they put on an artist they like or, or find something they like in it and it plays something similar next and, right, and right. they
4: discover songs that way I think that happens a lot we've got the most um, attention and listeners through these independent curated playlists so these guys or girls or whoever they are are making these playlists, and everybody's going to them because they're updating a monthly or weekly or whatever, and they're going and discovering all their new music that way now. It's yes. going of become the new radio.
2: This fan- it's fascinating. Yeah, it, is it is. so fascinating. Is.
1: Well, when are we going to have a Yesterday, uh, Yesterday's Wine record? Is it out yet, or what's going well, on? Well,
4: the EP right? is out, and it was seven songs. Mm-hmm. so that's out now we've recorded two more scents that haven't been released yet but we will be releasing them one of them we actually did with uh brit play the drums and charlie played guitar on it from blackberry smoke
2: oh that's cool cool so,
1: that's awesome
4: and then the other one we actually recorded out we went on a songwriter's trip just me and wyatt to write songs we went out to joshua tree oh wow and um stayed in a little house out there and Wrote for several days, and on one of the days, we took my laptop and I took a little interface and a microphone, and we went out into the park and recorded the wind, the Zach Brown song that we had written together. That's mm-hmm. cool. And we recorded our version of it out there in the park, so that'll be released soon as well. I can't and wait to hear that. Where yeah.
1: can people get music directly from you, so they don't have to go, you know, get your little two cents from Spotify <laughs> or whatever? Where, where can people get, uh, go online, and, and what's the best place for you if people want to get your music?
4: Yeah, they can go to Levi dot and they can reach out to us. Um, me and my wife handle everything completely independent as far as that's concerned. But we'll ship whatever you whatever you want. Just let us know. Very love cool. it. Yeah,
2: I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for your time, dude. Thank you. It, it's thank such you. a pleasure to talk to you. You're such I a it. you're such a great spirit. You, you, oh you, man. you brighten the room and, and you make the world a better place. And and on top of that, you're incredibly talented. So. We appreciate your time today.
1: I appreciate the kind words, really. <laughs> yeah, man. Th- thank you for having me. And yeah. Levi Lowry, I got to tell you, man, you are a vital part of this show, man. You you're a member of Braves Country. You're part of the team, man. Uh, you were our first guest, and and you're one of a handful of guys who's. Taking us up on the offer to bring your guitar in and do songs, and man, we really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. I'd love to come back again. Y'all let me know. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. I tell you what, would you play us out with one more, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you okay. got it still up here, and you know, it is turning fall. It's getting a little cooler. it and, a little cooler and, up there? Yeah. They say it, no, but <laughs> seriously,
2: they say it here in the next yeah, couple I weeks. Like, I'm not like, trying
1: to say what to play. Yeah, I'm but, just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> a, little, a
4: little colder, maybe? Yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit. All right. All right.
6: She'd trade Colorado if he'd take her with closes the door before the winter lets the cold in. And wonders if her love is strong enough to make him stay. She's answered by the taillights shining through the window pane. He said, I want to see you. But I'm stuck in colder weather Maybe tomorrow will be better or Can I call you then? She said you're a rambling man and You ain't never gonna change You got a gypsy soul to blame And you were born for leaving and At a truck stop diner Just outside a lane as black as the coffee he was drinking and then the waitress eyes he sees that same old light a shining and he thinks of Colorado and the girl he left behind he said I want to see you again but I'm stuck in colder weather maybe tomorrow I can i call you then she said you're a rambling man and you ain't never gonna change you've got a gypsy soul to blame and you were born for leaving
4: so we actually um wrote this song it had three verses i remember us talking about this. so to go to a country radio we needed to cut a verse to, then, this so is that, the one, so that it could fit on a vinyl. Yes, that right. Only because
2: we, three, yeah, yeah,
6: because we play vinyl, <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: but
1: not, not on Braves Country.
2: You <laughs> don't. That's right. That's right. Go. You get the real deal here.
6: So here's that. Here's that one. In the rear view, he can see a fire glow. His hesitation comes and goes without her knowing. And in the distance so the windshield. He can see that snow is falling And he wonders if his calling Is worth one more goodbye He said, I want to see you again But I'm stuck in colder weather Maybe tomorrow it will be better Can I call you then? said you're a random man and you ain't never gonna change. You got a gypsy soul to blame and you were born for leaving. You were born for leaving.
2: Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Just incredible. Levi Lowry on Braves Country. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You always will, man. Thank you. That was so awesome. (laughs) So cool. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21. Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia. Servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. 912-604-0896. That's 912 604 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The
1: Braves Country podcast supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherds Men. Check out the warrioralliance.com and shepherdsmen.com for more info, resources, and how to get involved. That's the com and the shepherdsmen.com. The Braves Country podcast would like to thank all of our veterans. This
0: morning in North Carolina,